To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just hate the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 16. We're back, your Opinionated Benchwarmers, Carlos Ramon and Rob. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. I'm excited, man. Golly, man. Talking sports. I'm with my boys, man. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, man. I'm excited, too, bro. Let's, let's run it right now, bro. Let's go. All right, man. So, the scope of the NFL, I think things are getting... A little, like, I guess the picture's starting to materialize a little bit. I just wanted to talk about some of the surprises that's going on in the league right now. Uh, a surprise to me would probably be the, how bad the, um, I mean, I'm sorry, how bad the Raiders are doing right now. With John Gruden, the coaching change, Amari Cooper, at one point, uh, Carr was, you know, one of those quarterbacks that was supposed to be one of those quarterbacks that was supposed to be one of the stars yeah. of the league. Um, you know, I just thought, I felt as though that they would have been a little better than they are. But, you know, they look, have looked very lackluster. Offenses look very, very um, suspect. You know, I, I mean, I don't know what, 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 are you surprised by that? Or? I'm partially maybe a little bit surprised by it, but I didn't expect, like, them to have a great season. I thought they would be one of those teams that's maybe around maybe that 500 type mark or maybe a, a game or so, 79, 8 and 8, that type of team. Um, but, you know, I mean, the, the biggest thing, the craziest thing is that John Gruden keeps mentioning that they don't have a pass rush. And you gave away your big time pass rusher. Yeah. Like, y'all yeah. can't sack the quarterback, y'all can't pressure the quarterback, but you gave away your greatest asset, who's one of the best pass rushers in the game. So, like, I, I ain't got no type of sympathy or anything like that for that. Like, how do you do that and then complain about it? Yeah, and I think that leads us to another surprise about how well the Bears are doing. But Khalil Mack, the impact that he's had on the Bears, how could you even trade him away? Like, <laughs> like Los, how do you how do you trade away, you know, a guy that's doing what he's doing in in Chicago, he's like really just turned that team. They're like a different team now. No, nah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. The, it's, you complain about money as the Raiders, you know, and then you go out and you pay, you know, John Gruden 10 year, he gave him a 10 year deal over 100 million, you know, and you complaining about, you know, not having enough money to retain this guy over long term, you know. When you got somebody special like Khalil Mack, who's a game changer, and we saw in that Packers game in the beginning of the year how 
he single-handedly just changed the game and took the ball away and, you know, just forced turnovers. You know, when you got such an impact player like that, you do whatever you got to to lock that player up, you know, because, again, you, you, you think about the impact. When you trade that player and get rid of that player, you got to think about the locker room, the fallout of that, you know. How many players on that team are like, man, you know, can I get behind this guy? You just traded away our best player. What kind of, you know, you perform well. I put, I put the, the – the, the performance on the field and then you know you don't pay me so that doesn't set a good example for the rest of the players you know they play well and then you're not going to you know you're not going to pay them and then you're going to end up you know getting rid of them so that's the, the confusing part that can set the wrong message for your locker room yeah I, I i agree you know he has four forced fumbles so far this year and if you've been keeping track there's only been four games in the nfl play so far so he's averaging a forced fumble a game, you know, his impact is is is, is in the numbers. Yeah. You know, you you seeing it. It doesn't take you long for to watch even a game. You know, you look at his motor. You know, I think that the Bears did the right thing. You know, and I don't know if it has anything to do with them having Brian Urlacher and they, they recognize what a great linebacker, a great defensive player, what he looks like. But they did the right thing. They brought him in. They paid him like he should be paid. He's performing and he deserves every single penny. And John Gruden is kicking himself. And I think one of the things about John Gruden is that we've noticed, I mean, I think that he's become a personality that I've become, I've come to respect, you know, through Monday Night Football and how he called games. And, you know, I love the way he, you know, gave, gave, gave his commentary. You know, a lot of times I would watch Monday Night Football games, even if it's a boring matchup, just to hear his commentary and what, what his thoughts were. But, you know, even then, you could kind of, you know, get kind of a grasp of how he had his concepts. Uh, his concept seems to be a, a little outdated, outdated you yeah, know, definitely. offensively. And, and I think that he had that old school mentality with Khalil Mack. You know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, he, he doesn't want to cater to superstars. You know, he was like, whatever, I'll, give me a guy who's going to do whatever I say do. And, you know, I can I can win with that guy. But. Khalil Mack is, is special, yeah. you know, and I know he's kicking himself. Yeah, you got to make that kicking work. Kicking himself yeah. right You got to make a situation like that that work. You can't give away that premier top talent like that, you know. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's just been a crazy situation. So, I, I want to know, guys, interesting enough, what do you think about this? Are the Bears for real? Have you seen enough 3-1 and one, uh, division leader? Are they? Do y'all take them seriously? So I'll say this: the Bears are for real. The, the Bears are, I think, in my mind, a top five team in the, in the, in the NFL. Wow. Uh, they have one loss now, and you think about that one loss they have. That was the game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got knocked out, and he had to do. You know, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. was Aaron Rodgers, and he did something special. He came back in the game on one leg and barely squeaked out and beat the Bears. They had so like again, they got that one loss on their record. You know, they're explosive on offense. Trubisky, you know, which our player, our fantasy player of the week, he, you know, six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. You got Cohen going well. You got Howard there. You got, you know, Allen Robinson, who a lot of people wasn't really talking about in the beginning of the year. You know, they wasn't really, you know, he was still getting drafted, you know, in the top seven rounds or so. But a lot of people really wasn't talking about that acquisition of them, you know, receiving him. And so that's that's one play that, you know, it's like, wow, you know, they're really taking off right now. And then you got to think about Trey Burton, too. So they got weapons all over the field. Taylor uh, Gabriel, he's going off. You know, they just got 
They got explosive offense. They got a, a, a defense that'll get after you. So I like them to go far. I think they're going to be division winners over the Packers. Yeah, I think they're good. I really like them as well. Now, to say that they are totally contenders for me, I'm still not totally there with them. To me, it's it's a nice little sample size, but still not large enough. I'm ready to kind of see how they match up in these next two weeks um, with the upcoming games that they have with the Dolphins and especially that game with the Patriots. Um, I think that's really going to kind of let us know where they truly stand. Um, early in the season, things get kind of kind of weird and kind of shuffled up and kind of crazy. You see teams coming in out one week and dominating in the next, you know. So right now, for me, I'm a little bit on the fence. I do think that they are better than, of course, they were. But, I mean, their wins so far have come against the Seahawks, which aren't really a great team this year. The Cardinals, who we know, they suck. Um, and then, <laughs> then of course, I mean, they did have the um, the big win against the Bucks, which is a good win. I mean, blowing them out forty eight to ten, that is a, a really good win. So, yeah. I, I'm with you, Ramon. I think that they're a little bit of fool's gold. It's hard for me to say that Chicago is gonna come out on top in that the NFC North when you think about the Packers and the Vikings. Uh, not so much the not so much the Packers as much as the Vikings. The Vikings came in as a favorite, but I'll never count out Aaron Rodgers in their yeah. Packers squad out ever. Um, when you look at the Bears and their wins, I'm not that impressed with the Bucks win because I think that the Bucks. I mean, I think that they were really uh, the Fitz magic way. Magic was it was real, and I think that they was really playing off that energy. But now that it has fizzled out, Fitzpatrick's not playing as well as he once was. In the beginning of the season, yeah, we even had him. We had him in our MVP stand. Yeah. We had to, you know, yeah. but we did disclaim it and say it was very early. But I think that has fizzled out, so I don't think that's a real impressive win. Nobody really expected anything out of the books. You mentioned the Cardinals, which wasn't really that impressive. And that was a sixteen to fourteen game. That was a two point yeah. game that they yeah, squeezed out. Exactly. Up. So I mean, I'm not. I think that it's a little bit of fool's gold with the Bears. I think that it's a great story. I think that. But I think that um, the NFL season is a long season. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't – I don't think – Not yet. The now, the one thing that I will say about them right quick is that they don't have, like, a bad schedule. We still don't know what the Dolphins really are. Yeah. So, to me, that's a winnable game. Now, Patriots is tough, but then they play the Jets. They play the Bills. They play the Lions. So, you go through a little stint right there where that can be some wins that kind of pile on in yeah. the beginning. So – I mean, it may not be far off from what Lowe's is saying, but I still can't count yeah. against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I guess so much. So, I'm talking about the playoffs. What you, what you got, Lowe's? No, I was just going to say, you know, I think, you know, you're seeing right now a time, a changing of times in the league. And I think, you know, we can't be stuck on things of the past. You know, like Aaron Rodgers, I would never take anything away from either bad man. You know, but you look like you look at different divisions. You know, the Packers have pretty much the Packers has pretty much ran that division uh, for a good amount of time. And, you know, the Seahawks has pretty much ran, you know, the NFC West. You know, but again, there's a changing of times. Teams are getting younger. You know, things are changing right now. And you and that's why I said the Bears remind me so much. You know, and I know this comparison has been out there of the Rams last year of where they're that young team that's starting to take over and have an explosive offense and a defense that's coming along. And so that's why I say I picked them to ultimately upset. Like when they play that second division game later on in the season, they're going to be ready for the Packers. You know, the pack, they let one – I know the Bears feel like they let one go when they played the Packers. And right now they're right, right now they have a better record than, you know, the Packers. And I think that's going to be the, the game that pretty much decides who's going to win that division. 
works. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's it, it's it's a juggle. I don't think you'll fall. I don't think we'll fall. Uh, but like I like you said, I think that that Patriots game will probably tell us That's a lot be a because nice test. you know the Dolphins went into that game um, three and zero oh, and oh. Uh, got demolished by the Boy, Patriots. Saw. So I mean, it's a lot of it's it's very very early in the season. You have a lot of teams that pop up and get out to a fast start. But I think that those are my two surprises, though, how yeah. well the Bears are playing so far and, and how bad the Raiders are. So, y'all have any surprises? I mean, I think for me personally, my surprise is in that same division as the Bears. And it's really more so on one side of the ball that I speak of. The Vikings defense, what's happened to it? Like, what has happened to that Vikings defense? Yeah. Like, last year, you're talking about a defense that was – you know, either the best defense or top three defense in the league. You expect them once again to come back this year and be a dominant defense um, as well. And you look over this season so far, and, I mean, they've been pretty much non-existent. I mean, the Buffalo Bills put up 27 points against the Vikings defense. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, that yeah, can't score bad. really on anybody else, but they put up 27 on that Vikings defense. And I just don't know how they turn it around. Yeah, they gave they've given up what they've given up like what eighty eighty nine first downs so far this year eighty five first downs. That's insane. I mean they they uh, they looking pretty bad, man. I don't I, I mean I don't know. It seems like they're getting frustrated. Is it a coaching thing? Have they had a coaching change or something? I don't know. They What's... have their same staff and everybody's still there. I just feel like you know from year to year things that just shows how the league changes, you know, and how. I think they have a pretty much a pass rush. I know Everson Griffin, you know, he's going through some things right now. They lost him. Um, I mean, they didn't lose him, but he's missed the last few games, and that can play a huge part when you're missing your best pass rusher. So um, I think uh, looking at the Vikings, you know, I, I'm just really, like Ramon said, I'm, I'm shocked that they are that bad, you know, because they did get torched, you know, by the Rams, the, the Bills out of all teams. It's like, Man, that game right there, I was like, what is going on? That that whole week, you know, last week was like teams beating teams that wasn't supposed to beat them, and, and that one was just the, the headliner alone. Yeah, and we got Minnesota, who's the 21st-ranked defense in the league. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy. complete turnaround. I'm, so I dodged a bullet, you know, because I know we during our draft, I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed on them. I missed them when I picked the Eagles defense. I was like, man, I picked the Eagles defense and the Vikings defense was still yeah. out there when we did our draft in uh, August or, yeah, the, the end of August. And so now I feel like I dodged the bullet by not selecting them. I think, you know. So you're saying I got hit by that bullet, basically. <clears throat> you know, I, you, you said it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so speaking of fantasy. Mitchell Trubisky had we had we had a couple players with big big weekends uh, in week four Mitchell Trubisky, Jared Goff, Alvin Kamara. So I mean, I know that uh, those owners are uh, shout out to those owners. I know that you were very happy with the reward. Andrew Luck, yeah, Andrew Luck. But uh, I think Mitchell Trubisky surprised me the most. I think that might be his coming out party. What y'all think? I, I think so. I mean, I, I, I think it, he, he was due for a game where he could throw the ball down the field. You know, all his other games was kind of checking it down, you know, towards the middle. You know, he really showed that he can throw it down the field this game. And that's I think that's what was surprising. That's what we all been kind of waiting for because him with Matt Nagy, you know, coming from the Chiefs, 
we knew that he could draw up some, you know, some good plays, you know, you know, come, you know, coming from under Andy Reid. So it was just kind of waiting for it. He had the weapons, he got the speed, you know, he got the possession receivers, he had everything. We just kind of waiting for that signature game, and he gave it to us this weekend, this past weekend. And so do you, so you advise fantasy owners to go ahead and pick him up in their leagues because I know he's probably on the waiver still. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. He is available in a, a, quite a bit of leagues, or, um, and I would say, yeah, pick him up. He's, you know, especially with bye weeks coming up now. We're starting to get into the bye weeks. Last week was our first bye weeks. He's a good fill-in for bye weeks. You know why not? He's actually on the bye this week, and so a lot of t- well, players may not look to add him just yet because he's on the bye. You know, everybody wants you know production now, so. You know, the, the smarter fantasy owners will, you know, pick him up a week early where, you know, he's not as hot or, you know, or he, they, somebody may not use a waiver on him, you know, so they may wait, you know, and pick him up and just, you know, stash him on the bench and wait a week or so and then maybe play the matchup games, you know. He may have a sweet matchup coming up and start him. Yeah. I think that a lot of people are uh... – uh, looking for a lot. Of, I think that people are gonna be looking for a, a lot of running backs this week. Yeah. On some, you know, in the morning on the waiver wire, and a lot of wide receivers with uh, Dalvin Cook and with Leonard Fournette going down again. Those are some big time injuries there. T. Y. Hilton is hurt. Uh, what, what's his status, uh, Ramon? T. Y. Always. Yeah. It, I he always had that nick, man. But I think he'll be okay. I think you he's think gonna, you think he'll play this week. I think he will. I hope so. I yeah. Right. I need him to play as well because I have him in one of my leagues. Mm-hmm. I definitely need him to go. And, man, Tyreek Hill, man. What's what's going on with that, bro? Like, he started off on flames, <laughs> man. And then it's just like now. I guess it's Sammy Watkins being hurt to help a little bit, though. Yeah, but it's just it gets spread around so much within that offense. You got so many good weapons out there. It is difficult that every single week, all of them are going to produce. You know, it's kind of kind of tough um, mm-hmm. to make that happen. So, you know, I think he'll shake back, though. You know who's my fantasy surprise, though? Tyler Boyd. I know he probably shouldn't be, but I was watching the Atlanta Cincy game uh, this weekend, and, I mean, it seemed like he – I don't know. They might have been just been taking advantage of that matchup that he had, but, man, he was being targeted, like, almost every other pass play. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. He's definitely, he, he's definitely somebody that. Um, I, so, when Brandon LaFell, when I wrote the um, uh, first thing was in Bench One was article, the first one, week one, um, I put that Brandon LaFell, he was released before the season started. And I was like, that opened up, you know, um, I believe over 90 targets, you know, that was on that team the previous year. And so, um, my guess at the beginning of the year was those targets were going to go towards John Ross, which, you know, we've seen that he's pretty much a touchdown or bust type of guy each week. And those targets actually went to Tyler Boyd, you know, as you mentioned. And so, you know, I, in my leagues and all my leagues, you know, I made that swap, you know, because Tyler Boyd was available in a lot of leagues. And so I dropped John Ross and picked up Tyler Boyd because he is the more um, targeted guy. He is the slot guy, you know, who, you know, he seems like he has a good connection with Andy Dalton. So, you know, and, and AJ Green is still there, you know. And so I would say Tyler Boyd is a perfect guy to pick up, especially if you got AJ Green, who's shown that he's, he can get hurt during the season and have these small injuries that are linger here and there. Pick up Tyler Boyd and kind of stash him behind AJ Green if you're an AJ Green owner. So that way you kind of give yourself some type of buffer 
if something happens to AJ Green and it won't take take down your whole season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, Tyler yeah. Boss seemed like a security blanket for Andy. Like yeah. when he's in trouble, that's who he's looking to get it to. So Yeah. I think um somebody else to be on the lookout for, like you were mentioning with these running backs that's going down and all of that. If you don't already have Sony Michelle or haven't looked to pick him up, I yeah, think that that would be. Time. Yeah, I think it's time. If you haven't already taken him, it looks like he's going to kind of get a heavy workload yeah, there now, especially yeah. look, with Burkhead on the IR now. Yeah, it looks, it looks yeah. like it, it, it's, it's non conventional to me. I ain't seen a Patriots team that allows their running back to get 25 carries. Yeah. If, you've been covered, if you've been watching the Patriots for the past few years, they've been running back by community. Yeah. So, whether it was James White, whether it was, um, he's with the Titans now. Help me out. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Deion Lewis? Yeah, Yeah. Deion Lewis. And then then they had, who he's with? Philly? No, he's not. He's with, you know Tony Jones. LeGarrette Blunt. I can't think of him. Yeah, he was running back committee, but it seemed like with with Sonny Michelle, I, I looked at the day he had. And then I looked at how many carries he had. He had 25. Yeah. So that means that they're really probably looking to make him into like a bell cow type, at least for that game. Yeah. And That's I think not... he's the most complete back that they've had in recent history. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah, think he's the one that can be truly a three down back, not one that, you know, just down there for first and second down. Yeah. And you come off and you bring the pass and, you know, catch it on third down or something like that. Like, I think he's a guy that can play all three downs, which is why you saw those 25 carries. Yeah. Ghost to pick up Sonny Michelle in all his leagues. (laughs) 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 Nah, go ahead. What'd you say, Lou? No, I was... I I, I just had one thought since we were talking about um, beginning about... Only one? No, maybe not just one. (laughs) But... uh, the state of the tight end position, man. Do y'all realize, like, it's crazy. Like, you know, I know you're talking about hurt running backs in the game, but the tight end position, I think, is the most hurting, right? The most hurting position right now because, you know, you can look at Greg Olson, you know, Evan Ingram, and you look at Tyler Eifert, you know, and the list c- continues to go on. So right now you got pretty much like the top two tight ends right now. Uh, that's still, you know, that's Travis Kelsey and Grunk. Behind that, you just got a bunch of injured guys that's banged up, that's out for the season. Um, I didn't even mention um, the Tennessee Titans tight end. I can't think of his name right now. Delaney uh, Walker. Delaney Walker out for the year. It's like all these tight ends, it's, it's very thin right now on the waiver wide. And, like, I feel sorry for those people that don't have, like, a solid tight end right now. Because it's cause even, uh, who's that this Greg Olson hurts. Yeah. He got knocked out. Uh, the uh, the rookie, the Disley or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Will Disley. He, he got was knocked kinda, out. He kind of fizzled out. Know, it's like it's nuts right now. The tight end position, how every week one is going down, you know. And it's like if you don't have a solid tight end, or if you do have a solid tight end, you you know you automatically have an advantage each week right there because somebody has to force to play somebody that's probably only get three or four targets a game. Yeah, I, I I did. I had Greg Olson in one of my leagues, and I picked up Eric Ebron, and he's been serviceable yeah. for me. Actually, too, like you were talking about the top tight ends, and among the top two, really Gronk has been disappointing this season. Like Gronk had the the big week one, but besides that week one, he's been relatively. You want to try him? Um, I mean, depending on what you're willing to put up. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, Gronk has been pretty disappointing. Uh, you know, he's been 
He's been on I mean, he's on. He had two receptions versus the Jags. He has uh, four receptions against Detroit and four against Miami. I think that teams are able to focus in on him yeah. more because he they don't have Brandon Cooks to yeah. worry about him. But now they're gonna get Edelman back, so yeah. that might add to the wrinkle. And I got him on my yeah, team. <laughs> I got Edelman on the yeah. Bench. I stashed Edelman, bro. I drafted him, man. I got him in the ninth round. I was like, man, I gotta get him. I gotta get him because I mean, I was like, I can wait out them five weeks. I was like, my team can't stride through five, make it five weeks without him. Man. I just don't have a good team. How about Alshon, guys? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's talk about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Y'all was talking all that mess on last episode about Alshon, and look what he did. No rust, no rust at all. Hey, hey, hey. our argument. I think our argument wasn't about him being bad. Ah, oh, here we go. It was. It wasn't. Here we go, man. It was about you consistently staying healthy doing it throughout the year. So, I mean, if he can put together, you know, three or four weeks, I'm like, you know what? You're right. That guy's a beast. All right. right. Well, one week down. And then get hurt next week. Yeah. I'm like, oh, same old Alshon. But how and impressive was he to get eight receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown coming right off injury? Like, That's impressive. Most That's analysts impressive. told, most analysts on NFL.com, it uh, was like, uh, your guy, your favorite guy, Barry, whatever his name is. What's his Matthew name? Barry. Huh? Matthew Barry. Yeah, Matthew Barry was like, he was like on this show, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, I really got him at like a wide receiver four at best, you know, he's just coming off injury, you don't know what you get. I'm, I'm, I was watching the show and I was like, yep, I'm putting him in my lineup. <laughs> I'm tell you why, because I really don't, I really don't like. I look at my team and I'm like, I rather roll the dice. Like sometimes it don't work. Like with yeah, Dalvin Cook, it didn't work. You know, he ended up getting hurt again. Um, but with some guys, I mean, well, he was on the count. He was on the count. Yeah. He was on a 10, 10, 10 snap count. But some guys come off injury. I'll I say it like this. They had a talent. If they can give me one touchdown, then I'm good. You know, that's my that's yeah. my rule of thumb with guys right. coming off injury. And I, I figured out Sean could give me a touchdown. He gave me much more. He actually won me one of my leagues. So, I'm forever grateful for Alshon. <laughs> So Just made that a sentimental moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So we we keeping track on this. How, so how many weeks? If he does this two more weeks, then y'all gonna get off his back and admit that he, nah, that I was right. Could, yeah, if he consistently, you know, put up you know ten plus points, you know, which that's not a high mark to hit. Yeah, ten, ten points is good. The, I take yeah, two no, points. That's not a bad mark. Yeah, from my No, too. I want to see him consistently at that fifteen point mark for me. To say that everything we talked about was validated. But not even Tyreek getting 15 points a week. Like that. He's in the Eagles offense. He is the number one guy. I don't see why he couldn't do that. How did mm. Nelson Aguilar do, though? Since you big Nelson. Did his, his targets drop? He had five catches, you know, and he had about ten targets. So, I mean, he just didn't get loose, you know. And it's just that's the thing with Aguilar. He's a PPR monster. It was really an Earth's day. If he don't shake loose for a long pass, then, you know, you're just going to get that five, maybe nine, ten points from him, you know? Yeah, and Wentz got a lot of miles to feed. Zach Ertz, Alshon, Nelson Aguilar. So, yeah, that running back by committee, they got. Yeah, I don't like, man. That's why I ain't fooled with J.S. Yeah. How he did me last year when I kept <laughs> your keeper in. in Miami, in Miami, he was killing him, man. Did he, he one game he had like two hundred yards? Yeah, he, like oh yeah, he was he was killing it out there. Yeah, 
So, uh, we do went over fantasy performers. So, who are some guys this year that you've been kind of, like, disappointed in, man? Like, I know we're only four games in, but, like, I mean, it's been, we're a month in. It's a quarter season report, just like in in a in elementary school, we used to get your progress report. <laughs> it's progress report time. Who who is failing there? Who's who is failing right now? Um, I would say for me personally, who's failing right now? Uh, it it has to be Eli man and that offense right now. It's like. You got one of the best running backs, you know, drafted number two overall. You got some of the coldest wide receivers surrounding you. And you still, you know, your your offense is still ranked bottom half of the league. You know, it's like, I just can't get my head around that, that, you know, you have so many weapons and you can't perform well, you know. And I'm not saying people drafted Eli Manning high, but, you know, you would think that, you know, you can put it together. And I know partly of this is to blame of the offensive line, but it's just, it's just, it's just, it's very just, it's it's almost embarrassing and it's not fun to watch the Giants, you know. They had a, a, a primetime game um, or a later game, you know, and I watched them play and it was like, this is not fun, you know. They're, you know, they're throwing the ball quick. They're not throwing it down the field. They're not targeting. I think they've only connected with Odell one, like one pass over 20 yards this season, and that's unheard of. Odell hasn't gotten the end zone yet. How, how crazy is that? Odell, through four weeks, has not scored a touchdown. He's kind of catches, but he has not scored a touchdown, you know, and that, that alone is a problem, you know, and it's just like whatever's going on with, uh, you know, Pat Shermer and the Giants, they need to get it together because you got too many, too many young, talented players, you know, and I think it may be time for Eli to go, you know. I don't know a lot of – that might not be a popular opinion, but – it might be time for a, a change, you know, and Eli may have seen his best years, you know. It, it might be time for him to give it to someone else. They need to start looking elsewhere for a quarterback. Yeah, I would say uh, for me, when we get into kind of disappointment so far this season, um, this is not really due to the talent not being there, but Leonard Fournette has been a disappointment for fantasy owners. Um, I know it's been the injury bug, and we can't really blame him for the injury bug, but you've really had a guy that has basically played within the first four weeks of the season a total of kind of one game because he played basically a half against the New York Giants. Then he come, then he misses week two, week three, and then comes back in week four and is once again out, you know, with that hamstring um, injury. And so it's not so much that you know he's come on the field and he's disappointed, but it's been a disappointment to use you know, a late first rounder or maybe some people that got him early second round to use that high of a pick on a guy that hasn't even really been available for you. So he's kind of been the disappointment for me. And then I already mentioned Gronk too as well was kind of a disappointment as well because he's been kind of getting blanketed and covered. Yeah, uh, I think I'd go for – I think I'd go with uh, Jordan Howard for the Bears. I think he's been disappointed. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. uh, just to tag tag on what Lowe said earlier about an explosive Bears offense, but Jordan Howard really doesn't seem like he's benefited much from it, from them having an explosive offense. You know, the addition of Allen Robinson, uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky able to to sling the ball around pretty well, and you know, what Mitchell Mitchell had six touchdowns this Sunday, and yeah. none of them went to Jordan Howard. So it's crazy. 
You know, Jordan Howard's been a disappointment, even though I traded for him in one of my leagues. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully he can get out of this slump really soon. It's really, really early. Uh, just like you said, it's a progress report. So, hopefully he progresses into something better. Uh, I think that for fantasy owners, just a little advice. Now is the time to buy him low. You should be able to get him pretty low with, with uh, uh, I guess, impatient owners with him. Yeah. And uh, you, you would, you know, you, you can get rid of him low. And if you if you have him and you on you're one and three right now in your league, don't hold on to Jordan Howard. Go ahead and try to make make a deal for him <laughs> to get something. You know, don't hold on. So that's my that's my probably disappointed player so far. So along with Dalvin Cook, I think that's probably that's probably the best one of all of the ones we said. Jordan Howard, man. That- that's so disappointing. You got a, a team that's scoring points and doing well. I think that's more disappointing if your whole team wasn't doing well, and so you kind of can blame the offense not doing well. But when your team is doing well and you're still not pr- producing or doing well, that's kind of like okay, maybe he's not, maybe he's not the guy. You know, maybe it's Tariq's. You know, because Tariq did get the more snap, most snaps last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of scary. You know, it's kind of something you want to monitor. You know, going forward, does Tariq take over as that guy? You know, and he's a smaller guy, so I don't see that. But you would think that um, he would be the goal line guy at least, you know, but he's just not getting it. You know, he's not he's not getting the touches. Yeah, and Cohen has been threatening Jordan since last year. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, in the beginning of the first two games, they really was focused on trying to get Jordan involved. But you know, just like I say, if you're not producing in the NFL, they're gonna look to replace you. So yeah. I got I got one more player. What's that? What's been up with Derrick Henry? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Derrick Henry has man. been a bust. Yeah, yes. You gonna call him a bust? How long he been in the league? About three years. Well, I, well, I'm talking about a. a we talking about oh, okay, fantasy okay, football. Okay, we talking okay, about okay. in the scope okay. of fantasy football this season. He's been a bust. Like you talking about. Derrick Henry was looked to be a, a RB two, yeah, a solid RB two. Especially with uh, with uh, Demarco Murray. Yeah, trying to think of it. But yeah, people thought that uh, that Derrick Henry could basically be a bell cow this year, that he could be a dependable back week in and week out. And you looking so far this year? I'm looking at his points total: week one, four point one; week two, five point nine; week three, five point seven; week four, five point one. I think Deion, and that's in a PPR league. I think Deion Lewis is cutting into a lot of that too, though. Yeah, and the Titans haven't been playing that well. Oh, they have. They did this year. Yeah, yeah, in this last game. But the thing about it too. You may got you may need to go ahead and set your sights on Marcus Mariota now too. I think that he might be You think he has come out game? I think yeah. I think it may be finally the time for it to click for him in that offense. I drafted him but I dropped him because I mean I got impatient. It took you four weeks to get started. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But um, Derrick Henry, man, like you said that like you said, y'all y'all both of y'all last two pit players, disappointing players is just on point, like that's one guy I, I drafted in a bunch of um, best ball leagues, and um, I drafted in uh, our own league, you know. And it's just he's been sitting on the bench, and he's just one of those players where you just feel like it, it's, it's he's one of those players where he is bad where you would never start him, but too good to where you, you know his potential yeah. where you don't want to drop him, <laughs> right? So, yeah, yeah. It's right. 
take a bench spot and it's just and, and I hate it. It's like dude, do well. Like you have all the talent in the world. Last year they were doing this smash mob with DeMarco Murray and him and it was just like everybody was salivating over the thought of DeMarco Murray just running that backfield and having the carries. Now that he has an opportunity, he just gone. Like what is he doing? It's like, to me, a back like that, he should at least one time per game just fall into the end zone. Like, he that big of a running back that he should at least fall into the end zone one time per game. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I ain't gonna lie, though. This year, it seemed like goal line stances are, are, are cleaning this yeah. year. Like, you remember those days where you just, well, if you got on the one-yard yeah, line, you just knew your yeah, running back that you own about to score. <laughs> These days, man, these defenses are on it. They not let nobody cross that line easily. Uh-uh. But, uh, yeah, you know another disappointing person to me? I guess it wasn't his fault, but Jimmy G, too. I thought Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo was going to yeah, kill him. Yeah, I know. But uh, he got, of course, he had that unfortunate knee injury. But prior to the injury, he wasn't just lighting the world on fire. I mean, I know it was only, I know it was only three, four games, but still, he wasn't necessarily lighting the world on fire before, you know, he got hurt. So, you know, that's disappointing. But those Giants, Lozano, I was privileged to see them in person, and their offensive line is literally, like, horrible, bro. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever yeah. seen. Like, they got to be the worst line in the league. And it was worse than that last year. Yeah. Uh, that's, 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 that lets you know it's been a slight yeah, improvement. Because really, I mean, literally, Odell is open literally every play, but Eli don't have enough time to really like even look his way because he's he has a defender in his place, bro. JJ JJ Watt that game JJ Watt absolutely killed them. Like they was they couldn't even they couldn't do anything with JJ Watt. JJ Watt was literally in on every play. It was in Eli's grill every play. You know, they're going to have to do something with that line. It's not like, you know, people say, oh, Eli, oh. But Eli was never a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Never was an athletic mobile quarterback. If you don't give Eli time enough to, to sit in that pocket and, and make his reads, you're going to get you're gonna have the bottom half. You're going to have the worst offense in the, in the league. You know, so, you know, you can have all the weapons you want in, in uh, Odell and in, uh, Odell and company and Sterling. But if you don't have a line blocking for him, right? Imagine if Saquon was behind Dallas line. Ooh, good you know? <laughs> so you know, I'm watching Zeke. You know, oh Zeke, we need to be mentioning our yeah. top too. Yeah, yeah, Zeke, Zeke had a well. great performance. Leading the league in rushing right now. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's just man, that line is bad, man. Like bad. Yeah. I think they're going to continue to try to, like, what they tried to do this year was to kind of attack that a little bit in the draft. And so that was part of their focus. But still, those guys are young. They're not ready to totally be dominant players. So it's going to take a little time. But this year, I mean, nothing's really changing with that offensive line. Plus, they got what they got their offensive line later in the draft, right? They so, took one in the second round. Second round. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I was about to say is that those offensive line, that's why they go so high. Like, when they're really, 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 really good, they yeah. go, they, they could go in the top three picks because yeah. that's how, you know, rare it is to find a, a great offensive line. So, when you find them in, in those later rounds, like yeah. the second round and whatnot, you're not going to have, you know, they're going to have to be developed. Right, you know? right, right. So, they got a long ways to go. I feel sorry for Odell because he yeah. just, like, it's like he wasting away his best years, even though he got a lot of years yeah. left. But you just yeah. hate, you know, right. you, you just hate to see him have to go through that. Right. Know? No, I agree. I agree. 
No. Now, one one thing we hadn't really hit yet is the Mahomes hype, the Mahomes effect. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing stuff. People saying that Mahomes is on pace to be a top ten quarterback of all time. Yeah. Certified sure. Hall of Famer. Yeah. What are y'all thoughts right now so far? People need to pump the brakes. This is his first year starting. This is his fourth, what, fourth start. He's he only got four starts under his belt. Um, I do think that he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I do think that he has a powerful arm. I do think that he has great accuracy and he can make plays with his legs. Um, and also he has a, a great arsenal. Yeah, and one of the greatest NFL offensive minds nice. we've ever seen. Yeah. So, you know, he has a lot in his corner. But I do, I don't, I'm not gonna say after four games that you're gonna be a for sure Hall of Fame or you or you're a top ten quarterback of all time. That's just ridiculous. No, I agree with you. That is a little far fetched. But right now, I think he is the MVP through four weeks. If the stop today, um, he is over time. Oh yeah. Over yeah. I, I don't even know if Todd is the MVP on his team right now. No. Pat Mahomes is, you know, he's just a player that that he just watching that game, you know, the Monday night game against the Broncos, you know, in so many situations where, you know, he's so young. This is his second year, his sophomore year, where he was just calm and collected. He has that it factor where you know, in these pressure situations where it's like third and 20 or, you know, long distance, you know, he's still making plays, you know, he's throwing the ball with his left hand, you know, that's Brett Favre type stuff, you know, yeah. and, and I've seen a lot of comparison out there of his mobility and throwing on the run to Aaron Rodgers, you know, and I, watching him last night, that's not far off, man, the dude is special, you know, and that team last night, this was their first real challenge, you know, the first few couple of weeks they played, you know, not defenses that weren't as good as the Broncos defense and I'm not saying the Broncos is a top defense you know but he played probably his you know his toughest defense last night and he showed up you know and he he willed his team to a win last night and that's what first impressed me so right now he's sitting on 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions that's crazy that is nuts that's crazy that's nuts you know and, and that's why I think he's easily right now the runaway MVP you know but again this is only 25% of the season you know yeah. he's still got a long way to go but right now you know, he, he is the reason that team is 4-0. Right. So I'm going to put y'all on the spot right quick. So if you were a GM and you had to decide and take either Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, who are you taking to be your franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years? Patrick. Uh, Patrick, I, I, I will say this too. I mean, just a reference. We didn't record last week, so I'm afraid again. I was at the Houston, Texas games. They would see this guy in person. Oh, you went to the game? Yeah, I went to the Texas game. No, but uh, I, I was able to see him in person. And, and it's different watching him play because, I mean, he had the rookie year hype, and we know how that is. But then you, you watching him in his sophomore slump, and you realize he really has a lot of, a lot of growing up to do. He has a lot of development. Uh, to do now, I will say this about Patrick not to just bash Deshaun because I think Deshaun is extremely talented, uh, it was an extremely decorated college player and a, and a uh, NCAA champion. But, um, you know, with Patrick, I think he had the benefit of, of sitting under Alex Smith and actually doing his homework. He did it like the old school way, you know, how that you know, when you know, they'll draft a young quarterback and they'll sit behind. 
the 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 vet veteran and learn everything and then have their turn. I think Patrick had that benefit uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to Deshaun just being thrown in the water. And I think that you know I was able to you know watch him you know just watch the decisions he made. And oftentimes when he make his first read and it's not there, then he try to take off. You know, you know he doesn't really go through his progression like that. And I think that he just need a, he needs a, a little bit of development. The talent's still there, but now it's time for his development to cut to take place. So that's why I go Patrick because Patrick has that opportunity. You know, has had that opportunity to sit behind Alice and learn that offense, and it's showing. What you think, Lowe's? Yeah, it's, it's it, for me. It's an easy decision right now. I think. With, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson getting hurt last year, you know, the ACL injury, you know, and then last year he lit up the league, you know, um, like um, Rob alluded to. But I think, you know, with Pat Mahomes, you know, he just, again, watching him, you know, and I hate to be a prisoner of the moment, but watching him right now and the decision he's making and how he's he's running his team at such a young age, you know, and such only his sophomore year. You know, it's an easy decision for me. It's like right now, it's like he he doesn't he's he runs if he has to. He doesn't want to run. He wants to throw the ball around. So like his first touchdown on Monday night, he you know took off. You know the team was struggling to score. You know get rhythm going. And after that first touchdown, the team you can see the team kind of getting behind him and starting to finally you know move the ball and score some points. So. He's just that energy. He, he, you can tell he's in his in his conference. I mean, his, when he's talking, you know, in his press conferences, he just he's confident. You know, you can just tell that guy. You know, he's easy to get behind. Right. I I think for me, I do definitely side with Patrick Mahomes. I, I I would take Patrick Mahomes, but I do think that there is a little bit of recency bias there. I do think that it's there because. What we got to look at is last year before Deshaun Watson got hurt, we were hearing these same things. Deshaun Watson looks like he can be on the road to be a Hall of Famer. Deshaun Watson looks like he can turn into the best quarterback in the league. Deshaun Watson, make sure he's on your fantasy team because he's going to blah, 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 this and that. And so I think that that recency bias of how well Mahomes is playing right now um, is, is clouding our judgment some. What I do want to see is how long this extends for Patrick Mahomes. And then also, too, once he gets outside of this rookie year, what does it look like in year two when now defenses and coordinators and all that are used to game planning for Patrick Mahomes? Uh, yeah, so I'll say this, you know, and this is, you know, because, again, last year, this is kind of, like you said, this is kind of his rookie year because he only played a few games last year behind Alex Smith. I I just think he, he has it, you know. I, I, I know you're saying recently, but I just think, and I had this argument with my coworker, you know, he, you know, he's a Chiefs fan, and he's like, oh, he throws off his back foot too much, and he does this and does that, you know, he's not going to be able to do well, and I'm like, no, man, I think he's ready. You know, when you're surrounded with weapons, you got a run game, you got walkers, you got speed like that. I think he's in a better situation to succeed. And we will see this week, you know, and this will be his toughest defense he faced. He faced the Jaguars this week. And so we'll see. If he lights up the Jaguars, then I'll be like, all yeah. right, you know what? This guy, this guy, he, he, he's my MVP this year. Cause yeah, that's the, the number Jaguars one defense have, in the NFL. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like you were saying, too, that was another point, you know, for me that I was thinking about as well. 
I do think that Mahomes is in a better position than Deshaun Watson right now. Like you look at all of that talent that's over there. Of course, he we had, know we know that he has D Hop. Lamar Miller. And I, I will still say this about that. Houston too. Their line is not the best either. Yeah. Their line is horrible too. Yeah. I was watching probably two two of the worst offensive <laughs> lines ever because like Lamar Miller's a very talented running back. We know what he can do when he has space. And he could literally not buy a yard because yeah. the, the line is so bad. And to Deshaun's defense, he does not have yeah, a good So line. when you don't have that clean pocket, so, you got to yeah. so bounce out. So he's the ball out fast, you know. So, I mean, I will give him that, too. I will not crack on Deshaun that hard. I do think Deshaun Todd, I do think he'll sh- uh, shake off the funk because Cam went through a sophomore slump, and we know, look at the career he's had. Yeah. So, I mean, but – like you say, Patrick is in a better situation. He does have a better line. He has he has a, a arguably better weapons, yeah. um, and a, and a better offensive system. You know, so I mean, I think that it'll continue. I don't, I don't, I think he ha- he'll have his bad games like any other player. But you know, Patrick looks uh, poised. That's what I look at. His poise. He, you know, the way he carries himself, and, and you know, he looks great out there, man. So. Gotcha. So, so two going forward with this season, of course, we've had, like Los was saying, 25% of it is out of the way now. Do we think that we kind of have an established list of teams that are true contenders? Like, when you look at the top end of the league, and if you were to go and say, okay, I know that X, Y, Z are true contenders in the league that can win it all, what teams are coming to your mind when you think of that? The Chiefs, the Rams. Saints. <laughs> so, uh, I think the Vikings. Uh, Vikings? I think, yeah, I think I think they'll shake out of it. I don't, I don't think they. I, I mean, then uh, I think uh, what I'm at four. I think uh, my fifth team will probably be the uh, the Jags for sure. So I mean, we the game happened Thursday, but we really forget how. And I'm not saying it's because again, it's because it's my team. We forgot how fun it was, you know, and I was getting messages from people all over saying how crazy it was, how fun this Rams offense is, you know, and so, I know this is not a Rams segment, this is a, your going to be a contender, I say this is not a Rams segment, he trying to get his moment, bro, yeah. he trying to, this is a, you said, you said who, who comes to mind when I think of contenders, the Rams and the Rams only right now, because again, oh, the Rams, Rams only? You got the Jags out here, number one defense, great offense. Who else you got? So, you, so you don't think that November nineteenth game is gonna be big time? No, I, I mean I think we're going to beat the Chiefs, you know, and I think that because again, you look at the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense is giving up a bunch of points, you know, and I think we'll make enough stops with our defense on the Chiefs to beat them, you know, and that's why I say the Rams right now, and you you, you guys call yeah, them. just had a shootout week. Ooh, the Vikings. Ooh, the Vikings. What you mean? And that's the Chiefs' offense is better than the Vikings' offense. One of your contenders, right? Huh? That's one of your contenders, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm right, saying so you, you you said that y'all make a couple more stops than the than the um than than the, the Chiefs, Chiefs will, but the Chiefs' offense can score just as much as y'all can. I understand that, but what I'm saying is we'll be able to stop them more than they can stop us because our defense is better than their defense. That's the point that I'm making. You better just hope to leave back by the time y'all play them. But what I'm saying is right now... And Marcus Peters. 
what I'm saying right now is Marcus Peters playing. He's back. Yeah, he played. He played. Man. Yeah. So what I'm saying right yeah, now is we, again, the game Peter. happened Thursday, but we forgot how magical that game was. And how how magical? Oh my and, you god! Know, how easily, bro. Seriously, just let him be out. Yeah, I know you trying to, it's the, you don't want to hear type of thing, but I'm saying the Rams offense is scoring at will right now, and easily against any team right now. The plays, they're drawing up, and they're they're reminiscent of the greatest show on turf right now, and that game, you know, you guys hit me up too, and I got, you know, proof from you guys that it, like, man, this is fun to watch, you know what I'm saying, and their team is fun to watch. <laughs> oh, you got receipts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got. So, you know, that's fun to watch too, but I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree with you on the Rams, honestly. I mean, I think the Rams do look really good, but I think it's a bit of a stretch to say that they are like the only contender and that nobody could compete with them. I think it's a little bit of a stretch. I do, if I had to say who's been the most impressive team throughout the first four yeah, weeks, I would say the Rams, definitely. I, I definitely give you that. Um, but I think some of the ones that are among the, the contenders, I look at the Rams, I look at the Chiefs, I look at the Saints, I look at still, no matter how much people think they're going to fall off the cliff, the Patriots are still going to be a contender yeah, when it's all said and done. And then I would throw the Jags yeah, um, yeah, around yeah. as well. I mean, you think back to the Jags um, in the playoffs last year in the AFC Championship. They were all but going to the Super Bowl. But then it's just yeah. that, that Tom magic, you yeah. know, that Belichick magic. So, you know... Magic. The Jags, they yeah. pretty serious. Blake Boyles have right. not been playing bad. Like I, I, I have to take go back the horrible thing. I think I've said on this pod right. about Blake. He's been playing good, but I'm, I'm, I'm I one of those fans. That I can admit when I'm wrong. So I mean, yeah. I was wrong about him. He, he's come back and he's playing well. So, you know, Jags are, you know, yeah. I think the Rams. I mean, yeah. give you your respect on those. I joked around, but like again, I have to jump back. The Rams are great. Are, are looking very good. They're looking great. Uh, they probably they have impressed me, and I do like watching that offense. I do yeah. like benefiting from it with Brandon Cooks. <laughs> yeah. You right. know, um, I told you how much y'all would enjoy Brandon Cooks over there. As you know, as a as a Saints fan, I mean, he's he's very explosive. He you know he takes the top off y'all y'all uh, off the defense for y'all. So I mean, I, I, and y'all defense, you know, if y'all can stay healthy, one of the best yeah. defenses in in the league. So. You know, I do give y'all y'all respect, and you know, I hope I hope that the Chiefs and the Rams remain undefeated. Yeah, I, I want to see that. That's gonna be a good. If matchup. that matchup don't happen before they play my Saints, that matchup does happen November fourth when we play the Saints, and then we play them November nineteenth. So, okay, okay, so well, the undefeated thing is out the window for you now. Yeah. <laughs> I hope y'all. I hope y'all have one L on y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's also gonna be a big matchup to me because I think that that Saints Rams matchup could go a long way to determining what the NFC goes through, like I'm talking yeah. about playoff-wise, like yeah. who it runs through. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to be a huge matchup. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's but crazy. The, the one thing I still did want to say about the Rams is that Sean McVay is just such a brilliant mind, bro. Like yeah. that dude, when I, when I look at it, not that these are equivalent in a sense, but to me he's like the Brad Stevens of the NFL. Like you know how we talk about just how brilliant Brad Stevens is and not saying that they approach it in the same type of way, but 
NBA-wise, Brad Stevens is that young, brilliant mind that's going to have that team that's going to be a contender for a while. You know he probably maybe eventually get him over the hump. Like, that's what I see in Sean McVay. Like, that dude is literally brilliant. Like, the things that he was drawing up, the way that he noticed that, okay, Anthony Barr, we're going to beat him pretty much and torch him the entire game. So we're going to keep making sure that he gets either matched up with Ty or that we bring Cooper Cup streaking across the field to get matched up with him. You know, like that dude is just brilliant. Detail, so. man. Attention to detail. He, he's a great coach. Man. I, I know y'all saw that segment where his memory is just impeccable. Yeah. In that interview. I, I, I don't, you think that was staged? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, the only logical reason I can see that he could remember a play that happened like a year or two ago is that he has a, a play in mind for those situations that they mentioned. They speak that his his memory, you know, he have a photographical memory, but it's it's. I think when you have such a passion for something. You know, he's mentioned before now that he can't remember what he ate yesterday for breakfast. You know, it's just football. So I think he, he just loves the game so much. Wow. He lives, breathes, eat. You know, he, that's just what he does. You know, and I think, again, you know, like you said, him having that type of memory, him drawing up plays the way he do. And the thing about the Rams right now, and I think that will set them apart, and they, they talk about this going into, the Rams was the only team that didn't play their starters in the preseason. And they said that they, uh, Sean McVay did that on purpose because a lot of teams are on to what he's doing. They're looking at his plays, studying his plays, and taking things that he's using week to week. You know, and so he kind of gave a relaxed, you know, play calling during the preseason. So he didn't want to give up some of his stuff. But the things that impressive about his offense is he'll have three or four plays off a set that all look the same. And so that's why a team can never really get a real a good dialogue what he's doing now he has the right pieces in places in place to do well but his plays like the jet sweep you know play action he has three or four plays off of that where he'll do a jet sweep play action to a screen to Gurley. you know that same play he'll do that jet sweep play action to Gurley, throw it deep to cook you know you can't defend that you don't know where you're going you as a linebacker as a deep to line you don't know you know which way to go you don't you you know, you're always feeling on edge, you know, and that's the best way to attack a defense where they don't know what's coming, you know. And and I, I just love it. It's just, again, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it is. Well, um, NBA season is among us, so we'll probably be shifting the climate pretty soon. I'm excited. Hopefully, y'all are checking out those NBA preseason games so we can talk about them or whatever. So we'll have an NBA preview. NBA season preview episode coming to you real soon. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening to us again. Make sure that you're hitting us up on Twitter and Instagram. I think a cool thing I didn't mention to y'all would be like if we answer like fantasy questions on here, like on the on the on the pod, like on the episode. Yeah. So I mean, we'll probably be promoting that. So if you have any questions about fantasy questions from me, Losim, and and uh, Ramon, then just you know, hit us up on Twitter, O underscore Benchwarmers, and we'll answer it, answer it on there. But we'll probably just take those questions and answer them on the pod, so then you can get like three different perspectives. And uh, you know, just hit us up on there, or you can hit us up on Instagram, O underscore Benchwarmers. Make sure that you're following us. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and Google Play, and make sure that you are sharing this podcast with somebody else. Don't be selfish. Share this with somebody. Share this with your friends. Let them know that the opinionated bench warmers got it popping. Um, and we out. I appreciate yes, that. Sir.